Welcome to the show, Courtney. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. So for those of you that don't know Courtney, tell us about you. Tell us about where you come from, what your specialty is, and everything they need to know about you. Absolutely. So Courtney Gill, I have been a licensed realtor since 2000, uh, back when the dinosaurs roamed the earth now is how I feel doing yep. it this long. Uh, you know, These agents that are coming in with these new license numbers and everything. So in 2009, I had my first daughter. And while I had been doing general real estate, I just felt like being a single mom with a kiddo, it was going to become a challenge, right? To be able to do that nights and weekends. And so my mom at the time had a 20 unit property management company and said, Hey, you know, would you be willing to take over the property management company? I'll sell it to you. And so I did, I took it over. And from there I grew it. Um, we currently have about 265 doors and I have a team of four that run the operations, two virtual assistants, and then two here locally in San Antonio that help me. Um, I am a mom to two daughters, Vivian and Gabby, who are nine and 13. I am their official Uber driver, unpaid Uber driver. Right. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, those miles do not just come from driving, checking on houses. Yep. I'm super involved at both my local, state, and national associations. Currently, I sit on the board of directors for the San Antonio Board of Realtors. Just got seated as a regional bar, uh, VP for the Texas Realtors and am proud to be an NAR director. Nice. Uh, so really we have the same have, passions. We have the yep. same volunteer passion as my good friend Chelsea Pite says there's no board there's no uh board out there that I don't like that I won't volunteer for. <laughs> I have a hard time saying no. So yes. Yeah, yeah, we do. We have a hard time saying no, right? Well, I'm excited for everyone to hear kind of your um approach to this business. Obviously, we're this is the real estate by relationship podcast, but we talk about all kinds of things regarding business. But when I asked you what your superpower was, you had an interesting answer. So tell everyone what is your superpower? I am a connector. I have said from day one, I have a high school education and barely, I was the kid, you know, barely making it out of high school. did not, I got my real estate license my senior year. And so this is all I know. And what I've learned about real estate over 22 years is you are literally the conductor of a huge symphony and your job is to connect all of the moving pieces. And so when you get a great team together, it's very easy to be a connector at that point. And then you're bringing value to all the relationships that you have, whether it's your actual client that you're being paid by or the vendors that you're referring. And so when I built my property management company, I very quickly realized that if I can hone in and be a connector for my clients, if they need good movers or they need a good dentist, then all of a sudden I become their go-to for everything and mm -hmm. their friends go to for everything, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. then becomes a great source of business. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you leverage that? Like, I love the idea because one thing that I'm really passionate about for my own team and my own office, and then all the agents that I coach and train, I'm very passionate about everyone in 2023 growing and doubling their database. Like I do truly believe that just working in the database you worked for, you know, your entire career, especially 2020, 21 and 22 is not going to be enough going forward to sustain the same amount of business. So you mentioned you're the connector for your clients and then all their friends. So how do you help kind of create that ripple effect where you're constantly growing? What do you do? So when I first got into the business, it was like, oh, only if you own a piece of investment property, am I your girl? And then I quickly realized, okay, that's a very narrow market. And a lot of times clients either want to self-manage or they have a big book and they use you know a different concept. And so it was like, hey, Stephanie, I'm taking great care of your property, making sure that 
we are checking on it regularly. Is there anything I can do for you or any members of your family, right? A family is an immediately quick extension of the process. And so then it became, well, my mom's looking for a property. And so I was able to then capture her in the database refer her to an agent because at the time we weren't doing sales, get loyalty and a connection from that agent, but then also bring her into the database. And so over the years, I stayed in touch, unlike other agents. And then all of a sudden it was like, hey, I now have enough money. I can go buy an investment property and I know you're going to take great care of it. And so that was really a good opportunity. Then from there, I expanded when people would sell their home for any reason, or they were military and they moved back into their rental. I would always jokingly say at the end, like, this isn't the end of our relationship and I need one family. I need you to refer me to someone as cool as you, right? Like Mm -hmm. I only want to manage for people as awesome as you. So then it was a funny joke, but then it was a connection. And San Antonio is military town USA. So it was an easy ask for them to connect me with somebody in the military because typically somebody was taking their position or something like that. It's a very close-knit network. So to ask them is an easy ask. That's awesome. So, and and now that I'm realizing it, you've got the uniqueness of having like a landlord database and people that own property that you might be able to provide services for, but then you've also got the tenant database that, that may turn into buyers one day, right? Or have friends and family who need to sell real estate. So that's really awesome that you kind of have multiple different buckets that you get to you get to choose from. So talk to me about what does your relationship marketing plan look like? Like what do you do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to keep those leads coming in? So when you're in property management, every month you have, I mean, really every day, you have the opportunity to impress or let down because it's mm. a constant interaction with your client. And so on a monthly basis, when we send our owner statements, we try and add a layer of value right there and a connection or a relationship. Mm-hmm. So pay and keeping in mind, most owners are not here in San Antonio. So it's not like, oh, I can just go take them to lunch or pop by. We try and do an annual wealth building reminder of like, here is the comparative market analysis for your property so that they can know where the market is headed in San Antonio, or here's how you can help protest your taxes so that we can keep your cash flow in a good position on your rental property. Quarterly, we try and mail them some sort of fun thing like the Thanksgiving, we do turkey basters. You know, when we mm-hmm. say friends, don't let friends use a turkey for property. Yeah. And so it is a little bit more challenging, but Technology's really allowed like bomb bomb videos and things to just send a quick message like, hey, just wanted to let you know, I just went by your house. I'm going to send you mm. the photos. Everything's doing well. If you need anything or any of your friends need anything in the San Antonio market, don't forget I'm your one-stop shop. Love that. Love that. So lots of opportunities to connect and deepen and provide value. Almost overwhelmingly so. Like for years, I didn't tackle the tenant database because I felt like, well, my relationship is with the owners and my loyalty and my fiduciary is to the owners. And I quickly realized it's not, if they're going to go buy a house, they're going to go buy a house whether I'm going to sell my team is or somebody else is going to. Yeah. Um, And more importantly, they have friends. And if they're happy with their property manager, which is a unique, (laughs) very uh, unique, great. Yes. Then they will refer and then they will. I mean, I've had tenants refer me other property management houses because they're like, hey, my friend, they hate their property manager. And so it becomes a really good connection, but it can be overwhelming, right? We have 200 owners, 265 properties. Having that constant relationship is really key, um, but it's definitely a daily battle. Yeah. So what does it look like for you building relationships, being a connector? What does it look like in growing those? So you've, you've talked about like your landlord relationships, your tenant relationships, but then you've got all the other relationships with like vendors in the community and business owners. And you were mentioning when we were talking earlier, how you kind of like are a master at connecting all the dots together. So t- talk to us about that. 
So I got married earlier this year in February and uh, my husband was a home builder for 40 years. He just retired. He says, please stop telling people that I refocused and he now works with me. And so anyway, the running joke was you could build a house at our wedding because so Mm. many people that were there were vendors that we had relationships with. And I told him, I said, but that's our family. And they literally all knew each other because it was like, oh, Chuck, the Riki guy had bought a house with us, but then his AC went out. So Liberty Air was there and just constantly our team that takes care of us, making sure they're taking care of on their Mm. need. Mm -hmm. And so we do a vendor appreciation party twice a year. Um, Once we give them out pie party. And then the second time we do a pool party, we do it on a Sunday because most of our vendors are working at least six days a week. And we want to make sure that they have an opportunity to participate. Um, My husband is the absolute best. If he knows a repair is going on at one of our properties, he will stop and get the vendor tacos and take it to them and remind them like, Hey, we're here for you if you have a problem on this job or your brother needs to buy a house. And so I love that. uh, So you're doing all the extras. He's actually better at that than I am. He'll go like, I've seen him at Costco buying case of Gatorade. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, if like I'm out and about and it's hundred degrees here, I'm going to go give our guys Gatorade. And he has 20 years with that. Love that. Love that. Okay. Talk to us about social media. What does social media look like for you? Are you doing a lot of social media marketing with trying to capture landlords and tenants? I'm embarrassed to say no, but I got your class and (laughs) good job. (laughs) <laughs> that is a priority for the team in 2023. My husband's 65 and he's like, tick what? Like, yeah, super <laughs> overwhelmed by all of that. And, but I've learned that putting our properties, like taking that upper extra step, getting professional photography and videos, and then putting that out there on social media, very yeah. few property management companies have like a plus quality photos. And then during the pandemic, we really learned how important virtual was because people were leasing sight unseen. So if we can continue that and put it out on TikTok and put our properties on Instagram and have the access, you know, the average tenant is your millennial and they are online and they are scrolling and that's where they're, their source for information. The old days of flipping through an MLS book or long now, right? Yeah. They want quick access to information uh, and they want to make it easy and convenient. They want it online and at their fingertips. And so our goal in 2023 is that we at least get one in every five of our leased properties from our social media efforts. Um, we think that that's probably a, a good avenue. And then deepening our relationships with our owners on social media. So then it's a quick, easy referral yeah. to their friends while they're on Facebook or wherever it may be. Yeah. Well, and I would think with especially absentee owners, obviously all landlords are absentee owners, but living people living further out of the area, searching on, on using SEO, all those types of things to locate, you know, great companies. And my passion is they're going to find you and then they're going to go Google you. And when they Google you, what are they going to find? So when they Google you and you don't have a social presence, you don't have a social footprint that concerns a lot of people, right? I mean, I've had people actually say they didn't give someone a job because they were unfindable on social media and not just made the person think that this isn't a normal person because everyone's there somewhere. Right. And did they hide everything? Did they, so having that, having that place where people can come get a feel for who you are, I think is so important. So, so, so important. Yeah. So we met through a group called brand builders and brand builders is all about the unique problem you solve. So what is the unique problem you solve? What, what's your word? I would say taking the fear out of property management, right? Mm. Um, Taking the stigma out of it. People get so overwhelmed by the process. It's not like a traditional buy and sell 
well. Once it's done, it's over. And then you're maintaining the home independently. It is a constant battle to make sure that your investment, typically people's single largest investment is taken care of on a monthly basis. And it's not only the trust in your property manager, but the trust in the person that's living there that making sure that they're maintaining the property at all times. Yeah. Now, when we talked earlier, you were sharing that you also have a passion for helping other realtors learn how to get into the property management industry and do it right. Because, you know, let's face it, things are changing drastically in our industry. And I think you absolutely are correct. Realtors, especially newer ones, are going to be looking for other streams of income. And the great part about property management, it is not, nothing's guaranteed in life, but it's a, a guaranteed monthly income stream if you do it right. So right. what what do you offer? What are you thinking? What can people reach out to you for? Like if someone's listening, thinking, I really would love to diversify, get into property management. I'm obviously being in Texas people, and I'm going to give the disclaimer. You also need to really research and get trained in the laws of your own state. Because for instance, if you do property management in California, it's very different than anywhere yes. else in the country. But the mindset and the systems and kind of the strategy behind it, I would assume is a lot the same. So what do you have? What's noodling in the back of your head as far as what you want to do for realtors in this space? So we are absolutely working on a academy type base where we record the classes and we break it down for everybody um, in six different sections. And it's not just about bringing the doors in, right? It's about how to manage the doors on a system-based, structure-based, making sure you're using good software checklist, and then really how to scale that growth. And so the biggest thing... I invest in where I'm, you know, what bread's my butter, so to speak, or excuse me, butter's my bread. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I am a Hill Country chapter, National Association of Residential Property Managers president. And so we have always said all along, like our goal is to bring property managers, whether you have one door or you have a hundred or a thousand have the conversation, have the dialogue, because most people realize when you hit to 40 or 50 doors, when you don't have the systems, it's too late at that point, right? Yeah. Door one, you need to have your systems, your policies, and your procedures in place. Um, fair housing, that's probably the number one complaint and issue out of property management. And the best way to curtail that is to have systems directly in place each yep. step of the way. So you're treating everybody the same. And and I know Texas is very pro-landlord, so it's a very different conversation here, although we do have a 16-page lease. Um, so even breaking down like how to make sure that the highlights, right? Nobody's nobody's going to read <laughs> 16. Yeah. Let's no, just no, they're not. They're not. Well, that's and, interesting because the fact that you do have that many doors in a state that's more pro-landlord and what I want to express to everyone who doesn't understand property management, usually in states where it's easier to manage property and where the state has more favorable landlord rules, not as many people are scared to manage their own property. So they do it on their own. Like for instance, I always tell people they're very shocked to find out that in California, a for sale by owner approach really isn't going to get you anywhere because I can't tell you the last time I've seen a for sale by owner sign. It's probably been years because in California, our transactions are so difficult and so litigious. No one wants to sell their own house. Well, in California, property management is the same way, right? We are a highly, highly pro tenant state. And so no one wants to manage their own property out here. But the fact that you're doing so well in an area where it might be easier to manage your own property really says something. I think for me, it provides value. And in fact, out of our database, I would say 30% of our owners live in San Antonio and they have multiple doors and you know they're paying obviously a fair amount of money per month, but they tell me you're my trusted advisor. I pay you to where I, so I don't have to worry at night, right? I don't get the phone calls yeah. at 2 a.m. Yeah. That water Absolutely. They're not set up to handle that. And I always tell people property management is expensive till it's really expensive not to have a property manager. And by oh, that, yeah. I mean, a house floods and you don't have the resources, you have to evict a tenant and you don't know the laws and you spend three or four extra months trying to muddle through the process. Property visits, I take the emotion out of the situation as well. I tell my team all the time, this isn't personal, this is a business. And so 
Our job is to represent the owner. However, we do try and find the middle ground at all times, but it is definitely a balancing act between having that relationship with the tenants. uh, And you get a lot of data from that, believe it or not. I always tell other property managers who are like, I don't talk to my tenants. I'm like, oh, I do. I'll tell you why. They're going to tell me yeah, that she's in trouble. Absolutely. And I'm like, oh, we may not be getting rent this month. Or, oh, I'm having another baby. Yeah. I'm getting another bigger property next year. All those type of dynamics um, that really do clues you can pick up on to try and know where the property is going to be going in the next six months um, to a year. And, and I'm a planner. So I love the fact property management. I know what my busy day next year is already going to be when we've got 20 move-ins or move-outs and yeah. things that. So you can be very structured. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay. So going into 2023, as we record this, it's the last couple weeks of the year. So what, what do you, you've been doing this a long time. Like I have, what do you think agents really need to focus on in 2023 in order to, to thrive and survive? I think being the trusted advisor, there is so much data and information being like just thrown around haphazardly, not always accurate. When you can have that face-to-face or voice-to-voice conversation with somebody and really show your value, that's when they try trust you. And then they will do things like buy real estate or invest in investment properties and things like that. And so really deepening the relationship. I know a lot of people went very broad for a long time and tried to widen their net. And I respect that, right? It was fast and furious and everything was going on. Now, I think just really getting back to the basic relationship um, and reminding people that if you look over any 10 years of time, real estate's always had a 10% growth no matter what community, what area, all of that. And so, and there's plenty of other statistics you can use to help support that, but really just being there for them, not just in real estate, but the dentist, the carpet cleaner, all of those things. uh, Being that connector. I realized how cool of a connector I really was when our Reiki guy who Reiki's for like so many property managers came to me and he's like, Hey, I want to buy a house and sell mine. And I was like, me? And he, yeah. he was, yeah, you're always like so involved in my family or wanting to connect. And he's like, absolutely. So yeah. Why not one of the other million property managers that, you know? Yeah. yeah. So where, if everyone wants to connect with you and follow you and find you, since you're going to be more active on social media, where, where's the best place to connect with you? I'm actually super active on Facebook. Um, and so Facebook is my go-to and now I'm going into the Instagram world and my 13 year old is about to be our social media director. Um, she's been doing, I love uh, that. What's it called? The, the video. Um, I don't know. Anyway, she posts them on Snapchat and things like that. So we're getting there, but definitely Facebook and we have our social media presence through GSG property management as well. Nice. Nice. Well, I know that this has been, I'm sure full of information and I'm sure very interesting for people to hear kind of a different perspective outside of the day-to-day residential sales world. So we want to thank you so much for being here and um, we'll make sure all of your contact information is in the show notes so everyone can access it. And remember friends, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you connect with Courtney, make sure you leave us a five-star review, hit that subscribe button so that you're notified every time a new podcast is launched. And until next time, friends, we will see you again very soon. Bye for now. Bye-bye.